Welcome to edition 102 of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil. That is Tyler. Apologize ahead of time for the sound. Trying to fix it. Spent time this morning trying to fix it. Can't right fix you. it. We will uh, we will zoom this tomorrow. It won't be a live stream unless I have it fixed between now and then. I'll load. We'll load the video and we'll also load the audio so you'll have it. But. It's it's got to get fixed. I've got to get it fixed, and I'm, I'm I can't get it fixed on my own. So I've got to get some pros in here. So apologize in advance. Until then, it's just our pet bird. Yeah, it's like it's a it's it's like it's a it, it's it's like it's a uh, a golf ball going into a cup. Uh, with that a is mi- a good sound with a microphone inside the cup. That's what it is. It's and and I have searched. I don't have that sound very often. <laughs> I've searched like if there's something in the, and I can't, I just can't find it. I've tried, I've tried kind of everything. So anyway, there it is. So the people that send the email, Hey, do you know that you have a sound? Like, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm aware of the sound. <clears throat> hey, Neil, did, did Keon Coleman, did Ole Miss recruit him? Yes. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Appreciate it. <laughs> Everybody else did too. Yeah. Um, There's one of those things where I think I think his deal, if I recall correctly, wasn't necessarily just highest bidder. I think that was kind of the fit for him all along. Yeah. And then once they kind of got into the ballpark of the of the bidding process, and listen, lots of credit, lots of credit to Florida State. Seriously, beyond winning the game last night, they have done a remarkable job, maybe the best job in the country in the NIL space, and uh, they are. They are returning to power status quickly. Uh, they they dominated LSU last night. I did not see the game. I have heard about the game. I've uh, read about the game. They dominated the game. Um, we'll talk about it in a yeah. little bit, what that means for LSU, what it means for Florida State, that kind of thing. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a, they've done a remarkable job of, of rebuilding that roster in a short period of time under Mike Norvell, and they're very clearly a force. Yeah, I just thought that was funny. Last night, after he caught like his third touchdown, every every fan base in America was like, "Didn't we almost get that guy?" <laughs> they kind of forgot about him a little bit, and then they were like, "Oh, that, yeah, that guy." All right, Neil, let's start this bad boy up, and then uh, we'll get Jeff to join us here in just a little bit. Uh, First, let me tell you real quick: ahead. we're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, three hundred milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. All right, so um, I want to start the show because I want to get Jeff's thoughts on it too. We're going to start this bad boy off, piss off the world here today. Uh, let's talk about this Colorado thing and the game on the game on Saturday. Um, I spent probably as much time over the weekend watching football games as I probably ever have in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was I was on lock from Thursday to uh, last night, and then I'll be. I'm excited about tonight's game. So I watched a lot of ball this weekend. Other than the game that I covered, this is the one that I probably well, there's no question about this. I didn't I didn't see all of it. Obviously, yeah. I was when by the time they got going, I guess Ole, by the time Ole Miss got going, the game that I covered, Ole Miss and Mercer, um, Colorado and TCU were probably getting into the third quarter. And so at that point, my attention span was obviously divided because I needed to cover the part of the Ole Miss game that was meaningful, which turned out to be the first four or five minutes. Um, <laughs> it lasted that long. But anyway, um, go ahead. I've watched the game twice. 
Um, so I watched it live and I went back and watched it again. Couple couple things. One is I'm gonna start this off with this guy because everybody's everybody else has got enough attention. Big, 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 big props, which we've talked about him before, but Sean Lewis and the game plan that he put together offensively. And I want to explain to the fans because <clears throat> we probably have a lot of Colorado haters or excuse me, Colorado lovers that are showing up today. To, uh, so I want to explain something that nobody else will explain to them, why it was important. He, I don't understand. I, I understand what TCU came out and did. TCU came out and they played man free. Okay. Because that's the easiest coverage to adjust to whatever, because they really didn't know what to expect. The problem was, is TCU, they would press the outside guys, but in the slots, they were giving these guys 10 and 12 yards of space. And so a lot of, and this is where I want to give Sean Lewis credit, a lot of coordinators around the country would not be patient enough to attack that. And he literally, the entire game went catch, boom, catch, boom, catch, boom, catch, boom, and wore these slots out. I mean, when you're giving, and first of all, and we'll get to the players in a minute, but giving them crazy space, ward out, ward out, ward out. And then he's got a tailback who I want to give him, uh, Dylan Edwards, who Dylan is one of the fastest kids, like in the uh, in all the combine stuff like a year ago, was like the fastest kid. All right. He ran like a, a laser time 441. And for fans that don't understand that, that's like your your peepaw out here at the track clocking you at like a 4-2. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 rolling. TCU never adjusted. So they had their four, seven and a half, four, eight, a half, four, eight, five linebackers covering this guy man coverage. And he waited till he needed it and then just scattered him out of the backfield. Boom. And now you're in a foot race. You're not going to win that foot race. I mean, that's a playground foot race. Uh, when they scored one of their touchdowns, their three over three was soft coverage. He just pitches it out to the running back. It's a it's a track meet. Well, guess who's gonna win the track meet? Not the linebacker. Yeah, the faster guy. The faster guy. Yeah, and that was a brilliant play. So he attacked what they gave him, and then so from a from a coach's standpoint, being patient enough to do that, amazing. Okay, now let's talk about the players. Everybody's going to talk about Travis Hunter as they should. All right, the kid played 129 plays. That's insane. Yeah, I was watching the game with a coaching buddy, and we were both trying to think. I don't remember ever playing a, uh, and I coach receivers. So I know how much it takes out of you, much less playing corner, which, in my opinion, the best athletes play corner anyway. Um, and that's coming from a receivers guy. I don't know if I've pl- – I think I've played somebody in the 70s before, but most of the time when people are playing that many plays, maybe an offensive lineman and a long deal, but to play those two positions, I don't think – everybody's talking about it, but I don't think the public understands how difficult that is. That was a feat in itself. I mean, I've covered guys – obviously I've covered Ole Miss for a while in the last few years. Um, you know, when, since Kiffin's been at Ole Miss, they've played tempo, 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 which also means that your defense plays a lot of snaps. And there were defensive guys that played 90 snaps in a game. And you would hear coaches going, we got it. We, we, we've got to get him off the field. And so to, to, to add 40 more snaps to that is just it's unbelievable. And it, it wasn't like 40 snaps where he's just hanging out. No, right? no you're running. You're running. Yeah. Um, when we were making the joke, I was like, don't be surprised if he goes back on defense. And like, if I was playing against the guy and he was on defense, I would have a line of receivers just hanging out by me. And I just, if it's not coming to you, we're running go routes, just do whatever you can. Just, and the next guy just roll them on and off the field. I mean, it's, I mean, it's 
that's insane. And to play at the level. Um, but let me talk about him as a player. It's the first time I really – I got to watch him a little bit at Jackson State, but it's just hard to compare because he's so much better than everybody else. Sure. The best balance and body control of a skill player I've seen in a long time. What he can do with body control, that is that is the element, the critical factor. If anybody asks, well, what is body control? That's it. He is the definition. He can put his body and do things in position and control it so smooth and athletically. You saw it on the interception. Yes. That was, that that was, was crazy. An, an amazing um, play. I mean, that was a – Frankly, the play call for TCU was perfect. The quarterback executed it. There's not another cornerback in college football who would have made that play. That was a touchdown. And yeah. he, he's took it away. Also, and then and then not only to catch the ball, but to not land on it. To kind yeah, of turn. That's what I'm and, saying. So yeah, that, that's body control, right? Yeah, sure. That's that's the definition of it. Uh and everybody's talking about that. Uh Jimmy Horn Jr. doesn't get enough credit. The kid can play receiver. He's really good, did some good things. Xavier Weaver's another good receiver. They have the outside guy ten. He he was really good. And then look, I want to and here's what I want to say this is here's what people don't know about me. These all these Colorado fans that are that are tuning in today. All right, y'all see the clips on social media and you don't see you never see the whole contrasting deal. All right, I I'll, t- I'll tell you when I'm wrong. I don't have a problem doing that. I don't have a problem. I'm not I'm not like Mr. TikTok star. I don't give a shit. Okay? That's the difference between me and everybody else is I don't care. All right? I didn't even say this on the show. I've just said it privately. The one that surprised me that I didn't give enough credit to, and I haven't said it on the show, so I'm admitting something without even – I'm just – that's how I am. The one that surprised me was Shador Sanders. I did not think he was as an accurate of a passer. He managed, He played almost a perfect game. He had two things like where you could be eh, – but his, foot, his footwork in the pocket, being able to buy a little time – he stayed with the game plan instead of pressing. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. he went where the ball should have gone every time. He stayed with the game plan. He was patient, and he delivered the ball. And he threw the ball much accurately than I ever would have given him credit for uh, before. I thought he was very good in that. He played for me, and everybody talks about like you can't look at his stats because he's like, yeah, he threw for five hundred and ten yards. But there's going to be some haters that'll be like, oh, but he threw all this short stuff. It wasn't about that for me. The yards were the yards. It was the decision making, the foot in his, the feet, uh, footwork in the pocket, able to buy time and, and stay patient with the game plan. I mean, last night, which we'll talk about in a minute, but Jordan Travis, even the best, get they start pressing sometimes. He never pressed, uh, so that was really impressive there. Um, but let's let's talk objectively about the about this game, okay? Okay. I want to talk to, uh, very objectively about it. Uh, their defense stunk. Yeah, they couldn't get lined up. Bad communication, bad run fits. They were not very good on defense. Uh, their wow plays were because don't just don't throw it to, against 12. He's good. Okay? There's a, 10 other dudes to attack. Didn't think they were very good on defense. Uh, their special teams were terrible. Um, they had complete whiffs on special teams. That'll end up getting them beat. And their run game needs work. Um, I, I, I had to be under two yards. They had a couple. They just don't have the guys. Now, when McCaskill comes back, that's the kid that was at Houston that was so good as a freshman. I think that'll give them a little bit something. But I'm going to be surprised. They play Nebraska this weekend. Yep. Matt Rule's a good football coach. Mm-hmm. Okay, You can hate him or not like him. He's a good football coach. Sure. I don't think – and please, I encourage people to actually go back and watch the game because I went back and watched it twice. The completions were on air, man. I cannot – I don't – now you want to talk about coaching issues? I still haven't figured out – what did TCU see that they didn't think they needed to adjust? That's bad, dude. When they were giving them free access throws, it was fourth and two 
a critical part of the game. Fourth and two, it was like middle, late first quarter. They had the momentum, but they had a chance to stop them. And they do a, a, what I call a zing motion, but in and out motion with a, with a slot on the right, right side. They're in man coverage. And before he goes in motion, they're in man coverage in fourth and two. The safety who has him in man coverage in fourth and two is 15 yards off of him. Like, yeah. man raised guy. Yeah. I mean, they're good. They got good skill players. They can throw and catch. Gave them easy throws. All right. Why didn't they adjust? I have no idea. Were they scared of Hunter? No, I don't. There's nothing to be scared of. They just, I don't know if they, I, the only thing I could think of is they were not, they, they didn't feel good about motion adjustments or they thought they were going to give them something that they were going to find holes in. But like, dude, they were, they were running through them like shit through a tin horn. You got to try something. And to leave, and to leave the linebackers in man coverage against that guy, against the running back, that was, that was, I mean, what part of it did you think that was going to work? I mean, seriously, I think I could have covered him just as well. When they had no chance. Yeah, it, I mean, I had just as much chance as they had. It made you wonder why TCU wasn't better prepared. A little shocked on that. Yeah. A little shocked on that. But look, you can't but, take it's a scoreboard business. Oh, sure. I want to say this scoreboard business, they won the game. I did not think they were going to win the game. They did. Okay. I, they I, did. I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them credit for this. There, what was obvious to me was that there was no part of them that at any point blinked. They just no. They kept coming. Pedal to the metal. They went the whole way. And they should. That's what the whole message is, right? Absolutely. But it's one thing to deliver a message. It's another thing to get eighty kids to believe the message. Yeah. You know, and he he says that word a lot, and and uh, and he means it. You know, and it's the part of their deals. Believe. And now I will say this about the media stuff. And I don't know who the specific reporter was. I don't know what that reporter wrote. But when Dion asked, "Do you believe now?" Listen. It's the reporter's job not to believe. Okay? The reporter is not supposed to believe. He's not supposed to not believe. He's not supposed to be in the belief business. That's not your job as a journalist, as a reporter. And I realize I'm a dinosaur. I get it 100%. I understand. But that's Dion missing. And, and Dion has some experience in media. So I don't know whether this is just part of the game, the us against the world thing or whatever, but... And again, I don't know what the reporter wrote or what he said or what he didn't say, but his job's not to believe in the team that he covers. That's not your job. Yeah, I'll give you an example. I walked onto a practice field fairly recently. And there's a sign on that practice field as that that the players tap before they walk onto the field. And I arrived at the same time that the players arrived. And I was walking onto the practice field to cover the part of practice that's available to media. And one of the staff people stopped me and told me I had to tap the sign before I'd walk in. And I said, I'm not tapping the sign. <laughs> and he said, thought we were, I thought we were all in this together. And I said, you thought wrong. That's incorrect. I'm What's not, the sign say? I don't, I don't know. Oh. All in or something along those lines. And that's fine if you're part of the team, right? You, hit the, you, you walk in, whatever makes you, hey, when you walk onto this field, you're, we're, we're, we're practicing, right? We're, we're getting ready. We're getting better. Whatever's going on in your life, put it away, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't apply to the media that covered the team. Not at all. Not even a little bit. And so when Dion did that, I'm like, hey, slow your roll on that part. But he's not going to. That's part of his deal. I think it's shtick. I think it motivates his team. I think it's all the stuff about 
I thought thought some of it went a little too far. It's one game. It was a big game. It was a big win. It was national news. They'll probably get ranked tomorrow when the AP poll comes out. They get big noon Saturday again on Fox with Nebraska coming to town. I'm sure that it's going to be the best atmosphere that's been in Boulder probably since the McC- McCartney days. <laughs> that's what she's about to say. Yeah. And, and and that's awesome. Yeah. But slow slow down. All right. <clears throat> Here's what I want to say this so it's very clear because apparently uh, there are – social media was wild, man. All right. I mean, Rico knows he's got all he got his girlfriend, his brother attacking me, his pit bulls attacking me, mm-hmm. you know, on social media. Like I'm supposed to respond to that. I can't respond to people who who put their they they uh block all the people that that don't agree with them. Yeah. And then they turn you in for bullying after they go after you. They send their, his girlfriend and his and his twin brother after you uh to turn you into TikTok to get your videos down. For bullying, I I can't do that, but the guy did. He is fun. He has a girlfriend. I guess yes. Wow. Um, he's it's all a over miracle. my. <laughs> since we got after it or whatever, whenever it was yeah. back in the spring, he's all over my for you page. The guy actually makes me laugh. Okay. Okay. Um, my favorite. He this came up yesterday. I think yesterday on my for you page, and I, it's it does make me laugh. It is comical. Um, so I don't think that's his mode, but it makes me laugh. Uh, he said. He was talking about gam. Somebody was after him because he picked straight winners or something, not against the spread. And he literally looked in the camera and goes, I could be the greatest gambler <laughs> that ever lived. I just choose not to be. Sure. <laughs> so that was that was my favorite That'd one. That'd be like me saying I could be the greatest gambler that ever lived. You could if you applied yourself and believed in yourself. Well. According to Rico. According to Rico. I, All right, cause I, Vegas, dis- I disagree. Because Vegas, you know, they, yeah. they, they got it wrong. But anyway, there, there's a lot of stuff on social media that wants me to issue some kind of apology for every for something, mm-hmm. okay. I would like to issue this apology. I would like to apologize to absolutely no one, okay. I'm not. I don't play. I'm not your typical media guy that's gonna come in there. I'm not a media guy. One. I don't give a shit. I don't have a boss. I don't care. Okay. I don't care. I'm not gonna apologize for anything because I still stand by what I said last week. I, I want to make sure, Cole, make sure this gets out there so my stance on Colorado can be very – oh, I got the single camera. So my stance on Colorado can be very clear to all the haters. I like Dion. I think he's great for college football. What he's doing to get attention – nobody was watching Colorado before he got there. Fair? Yes. Okay. I mean, national TV, like two weeks in a row, that's got to be some record, right? Uh, again, it's not since like the Sal Anessi days. It's been a minute. It's been a long time. I mean, I haven't watched them since like Cordell Stewart and Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, I was going to say this is probably the Eric Bieniemy Cordell Stewart era. The last time they they were relevant. Okay, but here's the deal. I like Dion a lot. I want them to do well. Okay, Rashawn Salam. Yeah, that was that was what two thousand late nineties. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's it's been a minute. I want them to do very well. I want them to. I, I do. I'm pulling for him. Here's, but here's what I'm not going to apologize for, and I will continue to say this every single week because it's not going away. Apparently, I don't like the bullshit that takes place in the media. Okay, going after people, and yeah. here, and here's why. Okay, Dion is not saying anything different than what every single coach goes into that into that press conference thinks. You don't think Mike Norvell went to the press conference last night and would like to look at half those guys and say, ha ha, I told you some bitch. Every coach wants to do that. Like that, he's saying what every coach wants to say, 
but they don't say it. Why don't they say it? The reason they don't say it is sooner or later, it's not if, it's when. They're going to get beat. They're going to get beat by somebody they're supposed to beat. And then he talks about, oh, I keep receipts. I keep receipts. Well, that's great. Well, let me tell you who the best receipt keepers are. Reporters. Yeah, they're going to keep those receipts, They're going to keep those receipts. And he's creating enemies when he doesn't have to. It's totally unnecessary. It's unnecessary. I'm for you. I think you're great for college football. But stop making it so damn hard. Creating enemies when you don't have to. We all watch the game. Show up and play. That's all I ask. Show up and play. He did that. They won. Yeah. And then it, it, drop it. Well, that was the other thing that he did. We're, we're spending way too much time on this. It it because it, it's it. You had national media that were there, and then so in, they, and they were going to write about your team. You know, yeah. Were there people that doubted you? Sure, of course. I wonder if when those doubters write doubting pieces, and it turns out they were right. I wonder if he'll get if he'll say, you know what, you were right this week to doubt us. Probably not. I don't know. I, I just I'm I am a I want him to do well. I just I don't like the bullshit that takes place afterwards going after people because they're going to keep receipts too, and that's not good either. When they go after well, him, again, I don't like that again, either. But they're going it's to. It's not the media's job to believe in what you're doing. I understand. It's just not their job. But it's I don't not, think it's when, not. It's not like I cover Ole Miss. It's my job specifically. Be, again, I'm a dinosaur. To not be a fan. To not only. It's my job not to cheer for Ole Miss and not to cheer against Ole Miss. Don't cheer for them and don't cheer against them. Do I believe? No, it's not my job to believe. In fact, it's my job to not believe. Yeah. In the event that this doesn't work for a minute, just talk. <laughs> I Go got you. Interview. I got you. Can you hear me? You think? Oh, it worked. There he is. You got me? I got you. Can you hear me? I can. This I'm is Google Chrome. Today. Google Chrome. We're trying this out. We, see, we, we're myself and uh, Jeff are being uh, IT wizards, and we're going to try the magic Google Chrome to see if this keeps him from kicking off. If not, then we know it's all the Colorado haters that are wanting yeah. to end, end our interview. Or Dion himself. Or Dion himself that's going to try to end this interview. The minister – of Mayhem himself, Jeff Collins, joins us on this wonderful, wonderful... Let me see that shirt again. Let's go. Hey, what is it? Is sun's out, guns out? We out, we out, uh, we out doing some uh, push-ups and some curls today, or are we doing the 12-ounce curls today? We're out, we're out by the pool all day. Okay, how many, how many are we in today before we get started, before I ask you good questions? I need to know how many we're in. I think this is... Oh! Oh, wow. A little rain. A little rain. Uh, dreamsicle. Orange dreamsicle flavor. Okay. I like it. I like it. Yep. All right. And the, the, father, the father-in-law is out on the grill right now and uh, just taste test, tested the banana pudding before we hopped on. So it's a good day. Yeah, life doesn't suck, does it? Right. All right. So uh, we just finished on the, uh, on the Dion train. I want to get your thoughts. Um because I know you've coached for a long time. What's the most snaps? Travis Hunter, this going 129 snaps blows my mind. Um, right. What's the most snaps that you can remember somebody taking in a game? Well, the other thing about Travis doing doing that is the positions that he's doing it at. Yeah. As a, as an outside receiver and as a corner, those are you got to run. 
And, you know, I know the catapult and all those metric systems have become uh, the rage. I, I'd be, I would love to see his catapult numbers, <laughs> distance and all those things that he put up. Uh, it, it was amazing. Um, but I would say probably, uh, you know, when I was the head coach at Temple, we had three guys that were two-way players for us. And I don't know if, you know, uh, they really ever broke 80, 90 at the most. So to do what Travis did on Saturday is just, it's mind boggling. I'm so impressed. Yeah, that's what I was telling Neil. I think I've had somebody in the high 70s before. Um, right. But I don't, but it wasn't very often if it happened, you know. I mean, it was, it was somebody got hurt and we were shorthanded on the road or something, but uh, that's just. Right. He was that. That, that kid is special, man. I watch him two years at the state champ, two years ago at the state championship game. And, you know, we had an official visit weekend go out to the field late over at the Georgia State Stadium. And I get there, and I'm standing outside the Collins Hill uh, locker room, and they're running out onto the field. And out of my corner of my eye, some kid jumps over half of his team and comes down, and I'm like, who is that? And it was Travis Honor. Yeah, his body control was unbelievable. I mean, balance and body control is like, one of my top things when I'm looking for a skill guy and like he, he's got it in spades, but all right. What's yeah. your thoughts after, I know you've had a fun weekend. We'll talk about your, I want to talk about your fun weekend here in a second, but after, after uh, I got something I got to hit you with in a minute about your fun weekend, but um, okay. thoughts on the Colorado game and what, and what, what you saw out of Colorado. Yes. I, the, the first takeaway uh, just watching it, you know, when we got back from the, uh, from the Michigan game, it, it was good football being played, you know, n- not even worrying about the overhaul of the roster and all the things that have gone on with the, you know, presence in, on the media and social media, but just, you know, the job that, that Dion did, uh, you know, getting that team ready um, with all the new influx of talent and then, you know, hiring Sean Lewis as the offense coordinator and the job that he did, uh, and then hiring uh, Charles Kelly as the defensive coordinator, and the job that Charles did throughout the game <coughs> was really impressive. And uh, you know, just the adjustments and how they just continued to get better throughout the game. And uh, you know, as I'm just talking out loud, Travis, you know, back to him, you know, how does he get all of those adjustments on both sides of the ball on the sidelines? Still go out there and playing cat coverage. Out. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you had to be yeah, playing cat coverage. I mean, there wasn't, yeah. you know, it was roll out there and you got this guy. Does it does it shock you though, as a defensive guy? I, this is the one question I want to ask you as a defensive guy because this was the part that shocked me. Does it shock you that TCU played man free that long and gave those two inside guys that much cushion the entire game without changing? Sure, yeah, that you, you got to make some adjustments, and I thought Colorado did that, um, and they did, especially that last drive of the game. Um, you know, when they needed to make a stop, they were able to get it um, by changing some things up. So, you know, that, that's the big piece of it is the adjustments. And, uh, you know, obviously you saw Colorado do that at a very high level. All right. So for the fans that don't know, my man went on a little extravaganza this weekend. <laughs> he, he went to East Lansing and went to the game Friday in East Lansing and then jumped over to Ann Arbor and saw, uh, went to the Michigan game on Saturday. So, uh, there's no one else better to ask thoughts on, uh, let's start with Michigan state and then move to uh, Michigan after that. Yeah. So just, you know, one of the first game I've been to since I'm 17 years old as a fan 
and uh, wanted to go support my my main man, Jim McElwain, uh, who's the head coach uh, for Central Michigan, you know, fire up chips. Uh, so went went to that game uh, Friday night in East, East Lansing and, uh, you know, really good atmosphere. My first real Big Ten uh, game that I've ever seen, you know, being a Southern dude and, uh, you know, was just just impressed with uh, that experience. Uh, then the next day, uh, go over to the big house for the noon tip again against East Carolina. And, you know, I, w- I was blessed to be on the sidelines for both games, um, be at the, uh, you know, walk around the field and all those things. That Michigan team, they, they, they've got some straight up dudes, uh, just pregame warmups throughout the game, obviously, but, um, you know, the roster that I've, I've told some buddies that, that was comparative to is the one over in Athens. I feel I've very good. Of- I feel very good about my Michigan winning the Big Ten um, conference after week one of college football. I feel very good about, about that prediction. Just, just the attitude, demeanor, and just the way they uh, – just the sheer size of the team. They played clean football. And uh, so, so my takeaway from Michigan was – was very impressive. All right, I got to ask you about this. I don't know if any, I know you probably you, you were working. Um, Michigan at the start of the game, they they get in they get in a big line. You know, some people call it the Maryland Eye, but it was like the extended Maryland Eye. And they're all holding up fours and all that stuff. I mean, we're acting like Harbaugh died or something. I mean, he's on a, I mean, he self-imposed the suspension, right? And they're like protesting the NCAA. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. Do it. Yeah. Your coach did it. You know, I, that's, I thought that was funny. I was dying laughing. I was like, <laughs> they're protesting, but your coach did it on It was a self-imposed. The NCAA didn't force him to do it. Did you, did you think that was as funny as I did, or was I just being well, me? During the game, we're sitting there. And my wife is with me, and she she elbows me, and she's like, "What is what is this formation?" <laughs> and I didn't know what was going on, so I saw the formation, and I remember that Coach Harbaugh had done that earlier yeah. in his tenure at Michigan. I'm like, "Well, that's just something that they do." And then later on social media, that I found out it was the hold up the fours yeah. and all that stuff. All right, last thoughts, and I want to get you out of here um, and let you enjoy the wonderful pool because we appreciate you every Monday as always. Yeah. Uh, Florida State LSU last night. Uh, yeah. I, we're going to talk about it in a minute. I'm so curious to get your thoughts. I got a strong take on this game, so go ahead. I'd like to get your thoughts on Florida State LSU. Well, the the first thing that you know, watched the the most dominant player in the game was that receiver number four, and it just just makes you think he should. I should have been watching him live Friday night in East Lansing, but yet I'm watching him Monday night. Uh, down in Orlando, putting on or Sunday night, putting on a show, and uh, so just you know <clears throat> how this college football game just has changed in two years. You know, you listen to, to Herbie and Fowler, and you know other guys that are calling games across college ball, and just the you know reading off who the young man is and you know where he played. Normally, it's just a high school conversation. But they're going through the the colleges they played at previously and where they transferred from, you know. So it's just a you know it's just a different game. Uh, but I thought Florida State they, they looked really good. You know that offense is explosive. Uh, obviously the quarterback we know you know how he's uh, progressed throughout his career to now be one of the top signal callers in college football. So. Play kind of like a Heisman Heisman winner there, Neil. He did. <laughs> right, let me ask this: You're a defensive guy. Harold Perkins last year 
the 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 way they used him, I heard Brian Kelly describe it as see ball, get ball. Right. And he was really good at seeing the ball and then uh, henceforth getting the ball. Right. Why change that? Yeah, and I didn't study that as much. Um, I just remember early in the game the huge hit that he had, uh, kind of a statement play. Um, but I did, I can't speak on that too much. Okay. Well, they put him – he lined up basically at Wheeler Mike the whole night in a 3-4, and they did bring him, but when they were bringing him, he was coming, you know, over a guard or something. Look, Florida State's good now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they, he wasn't coming off the edge much, and then they used him for a majority of the night, though, as, well, something, a, as a something spy. I've, something I've learned about fans in general, when a team loses, it's always about – especially if not, not their team, when another team – loses it's always they suck and it's like okay they, they might suck that's possible but you do have to turn around and look at the other team and go okay let's do some credit thing here because what norvell's done at florida state undeniably is completely revamped their roster with talent this goes back to the whole colorado thing right i'm glad you just said that one year ago one year ago going into this going into this week one year ago mike mike norvell's on the hot seat He's getting run out of Florida State, said by every person on the planet. One year, 365. Well, that's, some, that's somewhat hyperbolic, but sure. Not really, though. Well, there, there are people in Sweden probably that did okay, not Okay, not say in that. Sweden, but in this country. Oh, he run him out of here. He can't coach. Well, now we're ready to give him a lifetime contract. One year ago, this is the best one. One year ago, nobody gave Brian Kelly a chance. LSU was going to be 6-6 six and six or whatever if they were lucky. They lose the game. They're ready to fire him. They end up going to the SEC championship game. They're ready to give him a, a lifetime contract. He has this great offseason, and then he goes back and loses the game. They're ready to fire him again. So in 365 days, he went from not making it to being coach of the decade to firing his ass. So which goes back. So let's all slow our roll on Colorado. There's 11 more games to play. It's a long season. That's all I'm saying. So there you go. That's my that's – my, Get pissed off on the if takes. you're if you're LSU if you're LSU fan today how how concerned are you about what you saw from your team or is it just Florida State's that good I'm not concerned at all they're going to be really good I I'll say it when we talk about it in a minute the two best football teams excuse me they're one of the they're one of the three I saw three really good football teams I'm talking about complete really good football teams this weekend I saw Michigan I saw Florida State and I saw LSU oh okay. Those were the two two of the three best college football teams on the field at the same time last night. Okay. They're good. Now, the scoreboard, everybody's going to look at the stats and all that stuff. They shut it down. If I had a negative on LSU is when it got to like, what was it, about 14 or something, Jeff? They were, they were right there at the end, and they didn't get that. They didn't get, they got stopped when they were trying to cut it to seven. They, they shut it down a little bit. So if that was – if I had a complaint – that would be the complaint that they shut it down. You don't want to see somebody shut it down. But they that those were two really good football teams uh, playing each other last out, night. Shout out to Florida State's defense. Good you know, man. In that half they get a goal line stand. You know they could have crumbled like seven when plays. they had that huge run to start the game. Uh, had a goal line stand. Then they do it again uh, on fourth and two. You know so that's you know fourteen points off the board. You know and the the way Florida State was able to rise to those challenges. Uh, was huge. There's no doubt. Well, dude, brother, I appreciate the hell out of you as always. Please, will you will you drink a cold one for me? Not the rain kind, the other kind. <laughs> I'm with you, hey. But I we got to give a shout out to Google Chrome. I know today. Hey, I was, alien I, free. Off of my rhythm a little bit because I'm using 
used to popping off, collecting my thoughts, coming back <laughs> on. And this time we've just been going, you know, right through. Uh, so we'll just have to keep this going, fellas. Yeah, for sure. Google, I, Google Chrome for the rescue. I wish I could throw Google Chrome into the sound system. Maybe that would fix the whole damn thing, you know? Our pet bird. Yeah. Appreciate Positive you. Vibes only, baby. That's it, baby. Look, see there? You see his hat? We got to get you that hat right there. I, I need that hat. Positive vibes yeah, only. for sure. I send that to Neil every time the Cubs go down in a baseball game. I send him that, yeah. that text. <laughs> All right, brother. Appreciate you, man. Right, see y'all. See you. He had a, uh, you know, he, he, Michigan's going to be good, dude. All right, Neil. Yep. You know what time it is? Um, time for me to say how much I, how many games I missed. I got one right. I could well, It could have been worse. So it is time to talk about Make It Rain Thursday in our picks. We will go over them. Um, Neil, this week you were one in five. Oh, yeah. One in five. One in five. Yep. Could have been worse. Could have been 0-6. Lost four units. Okay. I did not do any better. I went two and four. Well, that's technically one better. But, yes, you didn't exactly. I didn't you just didn't kill bury it, me. Right? right. I right. didn't kill it. Had a bad week. Um, but it's all good. I'm glad it's uh, glad it's week one. Because, I, look, I tell everybody, and for the people who are new, I've, I'll say it and I'll say it again. Give me a couple of weeks. I feel better about next week because I've watched a lot of football, so I'm starting to get honed in. I need to watch them play. Um and so Vegas is off, too, because their lines aren't very close a lot of times on these games. So we'll start off. I want to talk about uh, – we'll just go down your sheet and then mine the ones I don't have on there. Okay. All right, South Alabama game. South Alabama on the road at Tulane. Um, your thoughts. Did you watch it? Or I you, did. I watched okay. – well, I had, so I had three games on. Uh, I had South Carolina, North Carolina on a screen. I had South Alabama, Tulane on a screen. And then – my mistake was I had Cubs Reds on a computer in the middle, and the Cubs were in the midst of a one nothing game that they proceeded to lose two to one, and that garnered the majority of my attention, and then sort of ruined my mood for the evening. Um, I, I my, my primary thought on South Alabama was that they just made too many mistakes, uh, and then on the flip side, Tulane was really good, and Pratt was really good, and he just capitalized on every mistake that got made he caught some he looked to me and you know football a thousand times better than i do he looked to me like um south alabama maybe was had some eyes in the wrong place maybe got caught you talking about some eye violations yeah <laughs> maybe were you it's always my favorite one Maybe where you, you know, you watched, you, you lost your guy because you were watching the quarterback or you were guessing a little bit and you paid for it. And every time that they kind of committed a mistake, it looked like he made them pay. And he was very, very good. He's, he's a tremendous college quarterback. He's been in that system for a long time. The team believes in him. Um, it's obvious that he's a leader. He has their respect. And again, we probably don't do this enough in what we do. Willie Fritz has been there a good while now, and they had the two and ten season in the year where they, the the, the hurricane and stuff, mm -hmm. forced them into Birmingham, and they spent basically Was that two years ago. Yeah, they basically spent. I guess it was two, three seasons ago. That was the COVID year, right? Uh, or was that the year after COVID? It was the year after COVID. Okay, they spent forty days roughly in a yeah. hotel in Birmingham. Okay, if, if you do that to any team. 
It's going to take something out of them. Yeah, I couldn't. Okay? I'd be miserable. Well, they were. The kids were miserable. They didn't get to. They they they, they weren't at home. Yep. Anytime you go go to a hotel, go to a hotel. Any hotel, pick a hotel, pick the nicest hotel. About four days in, you kind of get antsy. Stay. You ever stayed at a hotel for like nine, ten days? I have. You just you're, you're you're crawling the walls at that point. All of the new stuff in the hotel, the cool stuff in the hotel is no longer cool. Okay, they did it forty days. Yeah. And anyway, they 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 collapsed. You look at what they've done since then. What they did last year, the way they ran through that schedule, the way that they beat. Uh, Southern Cal in the in the in the Cotton Bowl, and then they knew this was a big game. They knew that uh, South Alabama was a, a talented Group of Five team that was going to be a challenge, and it's a challenge for them not to look ahead a week with an SEC team coming into their place on Saturday. And they didn't. I just think you have to give Tulane a ton of credit in the midst of trying to figure out what South Alabama did wrong. Yeah. It started rough with South Alabama. They got down early, fumbled on like second play of the game. Yeah. Next play, touchdown, or the play after that, whatever it was, was touchdown. Um, and they got they had lost all the momentum. But they were hanging around, hanging around, hanging around, and then they probably one of the hardest hits I've seen in a long time. They they brought the end under and looped the backer around, and he had a blind blind shot and just knocked. I mean, knocked Pratt's. Dick in the dirt. I'm going to put him, put him down. Um, caused a fumble, but then they couldn't do anything with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when they had the opportunities. It was a big moment. They struggled in, in drop back protection. They struggled with that, um, holding up. And just they, they were able to collapse the pocket and drop back protection against South Alabama. Um, early in the game, South was getting a hat on a hat and getting productive yards in the running game. That kind of s- slowed down after that. Um, just never could get back. But they had, like, little momentum, and they cut it to seven in the second half. And then once they got hit, they just kind of, you know, uh, fell apart to end. But a lot of it was uh, – but, look, South Alabama's still a really good football team. They're going to win a lot of games. Uh, Tulane just played really well. Fire Kane Womack. No. That's be a bad decision. He will have a job tomorrow. All right. Uh, I was kidding. I know. I'm just yeah. joking. Um, Texas Tech went on the road to Laramie at Wyoming. And lost. This was actually surprising. At least they tied them in regulation. They tied them in regulation. They lost in double overtime. Uh, 35-33 at Wyoming. Wasn't Um, the best night in the world for the Big 12. They didn't have the best day. Yeah, neither the SEC, too. Both of them struggled. Uh, But good for Wyoming. That's My man, DJ Elliott, was happy. He's a a Wyoming alum. Yeah. He talks about the altitude in in Laramie. Uh, But just really, it was a good football game. It was fun to watch late night to the night. Uh, The game you did win. Penn State covers oh, no. backdoor McCrady's, the West Virginia Mountaineers. West Virginia played well, man. I'd like to thank James Franklin personally. Thank you, sir. That was one of them deals. You almost like he did. He, did he know what the spread was? Yes. <laughs> that was that was one of them games. That was a, that was a game that was a lot closer than the score indicated. That was. You know what? Some of the people that contribute to my NIL bet on this game, and I'm going to be good to them. Okay. And that was smart. 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 That was uh, that was impressive. I've seen some people like with Norvell say, you know, he shouldn't have run that, run it up on that last score. No, the people that are contributing to your NIL wanted to kick LSU's ass. Go do it. Yeah, that was get your fire people up. Um, you had Boise plus fourteen. They they uh, lost a squeaker out in Washington, fifty six to nineteen. <laughs> Yeah, I had that on my computer a little bit in Vault Hemingway, and and um, 
It's a close game. Squeaker. Yeah. They barely yeah. covered. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't good. <laughs> All right. LSU. You had LSU minus two and a half. I had Florida State plus two and a half. Yep. Um, and I, I said it with with uh Jeff, and I'm gonna repeat this. I think the two best football teams at Michigan, so I need to throw them in there. But this weekend, the two best football teams I saw play were playing that game last night. I saw what happened at the end. I saw what but LSU and Florida State both have dudes everywhere. There's guys all over the field. Um, and I'm feeling really good about my Florida State prediction right now after week one that they're going to make the playoff. I feel good about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't seen Clemson yet. but That's the only one I haven't seen play. Right. Uh, North Carolina is good. We'll talk about that game here in just a second. North Carolina's good. I but see they're Clemson. not Florida State good. They're um, not. They're not. May's really good, but they're not. They're Florida. good. They're not Florida State good. It'll still be a good game, though. You sure, know what sure. I mean? Things can happen. But um, Miami is better. We'll talk about that later on the week. Okay. Because they're playing Texas A&M this big, weekend. Big game. Big game. Miami is much improved. Okay. What you probably thought they would be last year. It's an interesting game. We'll talk about that tomorrow okay. or the next day. Um, but I like LSU, man. I, I think Brian Kelly's a hell of a coach. I think they're going to be just fine. They'll go in. They'll they'll gather the troops. They're really good. They'll figure it out. I think they're going to be a really good team this year. Um, and then uh, Kyle beat our North Texas Eagles pretty good. Yep, okay. Yep. They beat them fifty eight to twenty one. Okay. I watched this game. I yeah. spent a lot of time. I've watched more football than a football machine. I watched this game yesterday. I went back and watched games I missed and watched them closely because Auburn's playing, going out to Cal. I want to get my bets ready for this weekend. This score is much more about North Texas than it is Cal. Cal, the line is going to be lower because of this score. I'm fisting a hammer Auburn in this game. Okay. Cal's not very good. They got – I mean, it was, it was more about the mistakes and the things that North Texas did more than it was what Cal did. And they ran it up, but it was not uh, – that score is not indicative of how good Cal is. All right, my picks uh, lost. This will be a good fun one to talk about. I'm glad it happened on Thursday. Uh, the Florida Gators. Yeah. My love. The SEC champ Florida Gators. Yeah. My love. Billy Napiers. They went out to Utah. They get beat uh, 24-11. They did not look good. And he- here's what I want to say. Defensively, they're good. People can say what they want to. They gave up 270 yards with 70 of them being on the on the first play of the game. Okay, they settled down on defense. They gave up a – at the first part of the second half, they give up a um, – they throw an interception. Graham Mertz throws an interception at the nine-yard line, so they score. And then there's no excuse for the punt return having two guys with the same number on the field. When you're off the field, like they, they're fair catching it, they're off the field, the score seven to three – you know, legal substitution or whatever they call it now, legal participation, you have two two number threes on the field. Yeah, no can't no do excuse it. for that. Yeah, can't do it. Okay, but they the, score. And the on, official has to call it. So you're off yeah. the field, but mm-hmm. they score on that drive. Right. So they scored 24 points with that. Um, I thought Florida's defense looked good besides the first play of the game. Basically, they had an eye violation on the first play of the game. Uh, got a peaking. Um, offensively, Graham Mertz, like this is the this is the the one thing I want fans to get out of this. Every time I see a fan talk about stats as being the number one reason, look when they try to say how good of a quarterback he is. Mm-hmm. This guy threw for like seven, it was like seventy one percent, three hundred something yards. When I mean, you look at the stats, you're like, oh, he had a freaking good game. No, no, he caused and everybody's on the offense line. The right guard was terrible. The right guard caused eight hundred sacks. 
I don't even know. And it wasn't hard looks. He was like going down with guys running through his gap. I don't know what he was doing. But Graham Mertz calls sacks by sometimes they had it protected and he just left the pocket. So you're you're setting the pocket on the outside with a tackle and he's just floating in the pocket into the into pressure. He created pressure on himself by his footwork and pocket presence. And then there were times where he's looking like you have to know where you're protected. This is my problem with Graham Mertz. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the ball leaving his hand and where it's going. But you have to know where you're protected. Okay, if you got a free runner, I know I got all I got these five blocked. I don't have this edge pressure guy blocked, and I'm looking right at him. I can't just sit in the pocket like a statue and and try to and think good things are going to happen. If this guy's coming and that safety's high, guess what he's going to be doing? He's going to be rolling down. He was throwing in the inside, just not aware. His awareness bothered me to death. His awareness of freaking protections and his ability in the pocket drove me nuts. That has to be fixed. Um, but it wasn't. Tell me that you didn't watch a lot of Wisconsin football last year without telling me that you didn't watch a no, lot of Wisconsin totally football. No, it's a totally different, though. That's play act. It's a totally different I, offense. I'm just telling you the guy, this is what he is, though. Yeah, but it's that's. It's just who Mertz is. He didn't do, they didn't do the things. They don't, they didn't have those kind of protections in that. It's a totally different deal. It's just. That's that's bad ball, man. I mean, you got to know. Like, I'm okay if you say the guy sucks because he can't throw the ball. He threw the ball fine. But you have to be aware of protections and don't get yourself sacked. I guess my point is this, and again, I'm not. I, I can't watch the game and tell you schematics and stuff. I, but I can watch quarterbacks. Maybe the one position you can watch and just go, does a guy have it or not? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, certain guys. Gonna be, certain guys have it. They'll be. They're going to be able to be in games because of the defense. They're going to be able to be in games, but they have to figure out. And they have some playmakers on the freshmen they have on the outside. They they they're okay. They're not as like I thought they were better in the skill spots than I gave them credit for. And they never established a running game, but that was three four days ago. All right, Tennessee Vols cover. Thank you. Appreciate you. Yeah. Um, 40, they, look, they look good. I disagree. Okay. I disagree one hundred percent. Okay. I, I, going, thought, I thought they looked really athletic. They're not going to be able to do what they did last year. Um, he's not the guy. Okay. Milton's not the guy. Okay. Not the guy. They're going to lose, they're going to lose games. Defensively, they're much better. They're more athletic. Um, offensively, it's, it's not the same. Um, they should have, there, were, there were many, many balls that were not on, on spots. Um, I'm, if, I, if somebody lost a little bit with me this weekend, it was probably Tennessee. Oh, okay. Um, I, I think they're going to lose games. Um, he's not the guy. Okay. Just remember I said so. I, I remember. And the and TikTok will let me know. They'll, they'll remind well, me of this. That's for sure. All right. Um, but he's not hitting hooker without question. And the receivers aren't the same. Okay. So um, it shows you why people like you watch football and people like me don't. <laughs> All right, Wisconsin. That's what I say all the time. I'll watch people. Like, why don't you watch more games? Because like, I really don't, don't know what I'm watching. And I, I get – and I know there's a lot of people in my field that pretend to do it, and they're they're not good at it. And they expose themselves. I would rather just admit out loud that <laughs> I don't. I'm not that good at it. All right, Wisconsin, the fighting field long goes. Thrown enough pitches. Get him out. He's had a hell of a day. Get him out. Sorry. Oh Go yes, ahead. two outs. Get him out. They're trying to get him eight innings. Um, my fighting field long goes and fickles. Solid. They. They don't have the personnel to do what Phil wants to do. It's going to take them a minute. They had guys running open, couldn't get it there. 
had the right reads, receivers not getting there, things like that. Uh, let me tell you what they still can do in Wisconsin. They can still run the football. <laughs> that's the that's the saving grace. They can like so when they kind of got the lead, Phil got tired of having guys run wide open and couldn't get it to him or having the quarterback protected and the receiver not getting there. It was a collection of errors. But let me tell you what they can still do. They haven't forgot how to do in Wisconsin. Run the football. And still he turned pretty around, good up front. He turned around and handed that ball off. Dude, it was like, Ooh. Yeah. I mean, it was that part was impressive. They almost backdoor covered me until my guy threw an interception to the Mike linebacker, hit him in the face. It's a talented – look, they've, they've always had a pretty talented roster. I mean, it hasn't been Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State talent, but it's been talent. When they get some dudes on the outside that can go, they're going to be, they're going to be impressive. All right, last one of the picks, uh, which is also a SEC team, the South Carolina Gamecocks. Mm-hmm. I took them. They took one on the chin uh, to North Carolina, and this game wasn't even particularly close. I thought North Carolina dominated this game. Uh, Drake May, just like I said, I've been saying the whole time, and people, oh, remember. Drake May is the second best quarterback in college football. He's he's very good. He's good, dude. Like you watch him and you're like, whoa. I mean, he carried their whole team. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Again, the it thing, he's got it in spades. He's amazing. Um let me tell you something I noticed. North Carolina with Gene Chizik's the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Chip Lindsay is the new offensive coordinator. This defense slash offense marries a lot better when they're not on the field the whole time and all those things. Defensively drastic, drastic improvement to where they went from being a porous, very porous defense in the past. So it was, you know, every game was a scoring match with those guys to being pretty damn dominant up front. And they dominated the game up front. Spencer Rattler ran for his life most of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you really can't pick on him. I mean, he would, didn't have protection um, they did. South Carolina is going to be okay. Again, I'm not saying they didn't play great, but this is one of those deals where I think North Carolina is probably a little bit better than what everybody's giving them credit for to start the season. South Carolina didn't have many opportunities to push the ball down the field. Yeah, they just didn't have time, man. They yep. got after that game when the line was won and lost at the line of scrimmage. Um, what was up with Mac Brown grabbing Shane Beamer by the face after the game? I didn't see it live. Uh, I saw the the tweet or whatever, but I don't know if that was just caught in the moment or if that was something that actually happened. Okay, I don't. I have no idea on that. Felt like an, a fairly aggressive move. It did, didn't it? Um, all right, we're going to finish this up, Neil. Um, I've watched, like I said, probably the most football I've ever watched in my life. I literally watched every single SEC football game plus others. Okay. Um, because I all wanted right. to get – I'm interested in your SEC breakdowns after I one feel, week. Yeah, I feel Because a lot of teams in the SEC just didn't play anybody, and so it's really kind of hard to hey, – you, you got to know what you're if looking you don't, for. Yeah, yeah, if you don't know what you're looking for, you're just watching – can't watch scoreboards. Well, you're watching Mercer, and you're watching um, Middle Tennessee, and you're watching Massachusetts, and you're watching Western Carolina and New Mexico, and, and the list goes on. It's just kind of hard to know what the hell you are or are not seeing. Yep. All right, let's start in the West. Uh, Alabama played Middle Tennessee. I think defensively, Alabama is as good as they've been in a long time. Okay. Um, they were, for the first time in a while – they were – you saw multiple hats at the point of attack. They were playing aggressive. I think defensively they're going to be really good. I saw them trust the coverage for the first time in a long time. They got guys that can actually cover at corner. 
and that's been a minute. They were not very good in man-to-man coverage last year. They got beat in those situations a lot. Um, very physical, downhill. Defensively, they're, they're the real deal. I'm, I'm, they're okay. good. All right. Offensively, um, I know exactly 100% why Milrose is a starter. He gives them a chance. I don't. The difference in Alabama on offense this year, as in the past, is I don't think, besides uh, Bond number seventeen and Burton the transfer, they don't have the weapons outside to really get after you. Right? I mean, they're they're good. They're solid players. They're not like they're bad players, but just elite players. Bond's a good player, above average player. Burton's an above average player, mm-hmm. but they don't have the. The Amari Coopers, the Julio, they don't have those guys. You know what I'm saying? The Henry Ruggs, all those guys that they've had in the past. Jalen Waddles, they don't have those guys. And what Milrow can do is he is the explosive player in the backfield. Like their first touchdown was snapped over his head and he picked it up and they wouldn't have tackled him in a I phone saw book. that highlight. Okay, like yeah. that's what he can do. Yeah. So he can be that guy. Um, he throws the ball fine. Now he's throwing motions a little quirky. And that's, I think that's what bothers everybody. But as far as being an accurate passer and those things, it's, he's much improved. Throwing was fine. Now, what I will be interested to see this week versus Texas is they they, they did a little bit in the red zone. I think you're going to see a little bit more quarterback run game incorporated into the uh, – it's, in it's in the system. Okay, It just doesn't get called that much. I think you're going to see a little bit more of that moving forward. But defensively, they're really good. And they have I, – I, I think they're going to be, again, another – here we go. I mean, they're going to be good. So it's going to come. I mean, I don't see them losing. If people think they're losing five games, I, I think they're sadly mistaken on that one. All right, Auburn, uh, UMass. I don't think they lose five. I think the question is, can they lose two or three? I don't think so. Okay. I think they can lose one. Okay. Maybe two. Okay. I think there's two people that can beat them. I don't think they will, though. Who? I think Texas A&M and LSU can beat them. Okay. All right. Um, Auburn and UMass. Uh, very interesting, uh, interesting game. Saw the little bit of the very beginning of this, and then I just didn't. I never. By the time I got back up to the press box, it was a blowout, and I'm, I, I was checked out. Yeah, Jarquez Hunter did not play. He was in street clothes. I don't know if he's addressed that or not. I haven't looked. Maybe he has. He has not addressed it. Okay. He has repeatedly said it's a university thing, and he's not going to address it. Okay, I don't know, but um, look, they were. Uh, I know why Peyton Thorne is a starting quarterback. So Peyton Thorne makes good decisions, and I understand, obviously, uh, for those that are new to the show, I actually called plays in this system, so I actually understand it a little bit. Peyton Thorne made really good decisions, um, quick decisions. He's not. He's okay. He's okay. Mm-hmm. He just makes the right decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably more athletic than I gave him credit for, uh, but he's okay. Robbie Ashford is the guy you've in been this system. This. You've been saying this for a while. That you want to freaking like, but I know why he's not, and here's why he's not playing. I don't know. I probably saw three or four. There were a couple pulls that he didn't that he gave it instead of pulling it. It was a pull read. Um, I think he's probably trying to consume too much instead of just taking the play for what it is. Like in that offense, there's multiple options in a play, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like. He's not looking at step one because he's looking at step two, three, four, and five, and six. I mean, he's he's looking all out there. You know, I've said this on here before, like when we were at the Birmingham Bowl, my first year here, we ran the same exact play 27 consecutive times, 27 in that game, and scored every time we were in that drive. Like we didn't change plays because there's so many options off of it, right? 
they just didn't defend it well. He's just seeing too much instead of shrinking it down. But, buddy, when he when he makes the right decision, he is electric. I'm talking about electric. He like you almost want to have Peyton Thorne get you to the twenties and just let Robbie go because you can't. It's hard. You don't want him to be defending him in the red zone. Um, and then in a throwing game, he's got to find touch. He throws fastballs all day yep. long. He's got to find almost like what Anthony Richardson's weakness is. He just wants to throw fastballs instead of catchable balls, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, but he's really, really, really talented. Um, defensively, they're okay. They made some good plays against bad competition this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's going to be a very similar skill set in Cal and Cal that is in UMass. UMass offense wasn't terrible skill set wise. They were a little bit better than advertised. Um, but I think you get the same kind of uh, performance out in Cal. Uh, I think they went big in Cal. All right, Ole Miss Mercer. Um, boy, that was a bad football team, man. Um, athletically, it wasn't even fun to – I mean, like, you're catching punts and you're scoring on a punt return, and, and they couldn't have tackled him if it was a flag football game. So it, it was bad, <laughs> bad. I, was I mean, there. I was there. you saw it. I mean, I was yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Um, offensively, look, I, I think it's hard to tell – I still think they're going to be good, though. They got too many players um, in the right positions. Um, oh, I think they've got a chance to be really good. I think on they offense. got a chance to be really good, right? I do too, because they're—I mean—they're going to, assuming he heals, they'll get Priest Cornet tight end. That's going to help them. They get, assuming that he gets back healthy, they get Zakari Franklin to add to a wide receiver core. That it's got Trey Harris, it's got Jordan Watkins. Uh, I think Aiden Williams is going to do some good things for them as a freshman. They've got a little bit more at receiver than I think they thought they'd have. And teams, I think you got a glimpse of this on Saturday. A lot of teams are just going to be so locked in on Judkins that if Dart can play well, it's going to be there for them. Yeah. They're, they're, Harris is going to be a good player, dude. Yeah. I mean, the, I, I know what he was doing it against. I get that. Yeah, no, but he's good. He's good. Um, they, they've, got a little, they've got a little more depth up front. I still have some questions about their offensive front. It's it's I think it's a little better than it was a year ago, and that's going to give them. They've got they've got opportunity on offense to be a really good offense. Yeah, I I have zero questions about offense. I have two hundred and sixty four thousand on defense. I don't think they're very good. Yeah, it was one of those deals for me that watching it and I was watching with binoculars and all that stuff. It's just that crystal clear from hundred yards away. Yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, it was just that deal of. I don't know. They're not going up against anything. I mean, Mercer's offensive front, bless their hearts, was just – Well, they cut people loose. Like, I, one of the D linemen was like – had a tackle for loss, and we're celebrating it like he's Warren Sapp, and the guy didn't – like, he was unblocked. Um, yeah, was they, well, they didn't – they just didn't have weapons, right? The quarterback made the really good play on the first play where there was a bust, obviously, and he runs. And that's going to be one of the highlights of his college career. He's going to tell people about that play for a long, long time, and I don't blame him. But there wasn't anything there. They didn't have receivers who could get separation. They just there wasn't a lot to judge one way or the other. Now you know football better than I do, so you probably saw things that I didn't see. I, I'll be honest. I started kind of checking out of yeah. the game. I just don't. Th- I think the scheme's great. I love Pete. Um, and and for people to start thinking I'm biased, I, me and Pete don't have like this great personal relationship. I don't. We didn't work together. I just respect the guy as a, as a football coach. I think yeah. he's a phenomenal teacher. I just like the way he coaches. Okay, that's just me. I like Pete. Um, schematics were really good. Run fits were terrible. Um, they didn't fit it correctly ever. That's what got them on the first play or the long play. They didn't fit it right. But 
when you're out in regular personnel, and regular personnel, for those who don't, it was three down odd when you got a true a Sam and a Jack on the field and we're dropping Cedric Johnson's basically your nickel. 270-pound guys don't do well in space. Um, there were corners that were extremely stiff in man turns that they're going to get ran by this week. Not, not, not last week. They're going to get ran by this week. Like if, if they do the same things that they did this past week, they gave up 45 points. Now they can fix it, but athletically is what I'm talking about. Yeah, There were spots that they were really bad athletically. And I think it's at every level. I'm not talking about one particular level. I, I saw the thing in linebacker. I'm not, I don't want to call the guy out. It was a linebacker. That was a transfer. It was supposed to be all good. A running back runs an angle route, and, he, and he, he fell on his face. I mean, there's athletically, there's things that you have to get better at. It's not the scheme. It's the people running the scheme. No, their best linebackers are true freshmen. No, he was a good player, right? Yeah. Great player. Yeah. I thought he played phenomenal. Well, he was, he was really good. But anytime it's your first college game, yeah. okay, and it stands out that much, that, eh, right. that's not good. No, I agree. I think linebacker's an issue for them. And he was, and he was I think a defensive good, line's an issue for them. I think set corner's an issue. I, I, I saw issues at corner. I saw issues at safety. I saw issues at linebacker. I saw issues at defensive line. And they have to get it fixed. Now, do, do I think they're in danger of losing this game this weekend? No, because I don't think – I think Tulane's got issues in the back end. I don't think they can cover Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss will score or they get tired of scoring. Um, but they have to get it cleaned up and fixed really quick. Really quick. And I don't think Georgia Tech's enough on offense to really – outscore you. I don't think they have a problem with that either. But they're going to have a problem when they go to Tuscaloosa. They're going to have a problem when LSU comes to town. They're going to have a problem with Arkansas. We, we've talked about this yeah. for forever. And so that's, that's, where, that's where we're headed with Ole Miss. We're, we're going to find out everything there is to find out about them starting in 19 days. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, Texas A&M and New Mexico. Here's my takeaways to A&M. Um, it's different, dude. I know. I'll Listen. I've had some conversations with people who know football like you, and I haven't, you and I have not talked have not about talked this, about it. but I've talked to some other people, and they all throw the same caveat out there, every one of them, with, hey, look, adversity hasn't struck yet. We don't know whether Jimbo can do this when the bullets are firing, if you will. But, boy, he let him do it on Saturday, and they looked different. And the quarterback's good. Not great, but he's good. And they've got weapons everywhere. Go ahead. Oh, they scored touchdowns on their first five possessions of the game. And then halftime happened. So, I mean, they kind of yeah. lose control from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's, Wagman, that's human. Yeah, just, Wagman? Yeah. Look good, dude. Yeah. Look good. They're, they're I'm talking about improvement on the side of the ball. Mm-hmm. What, they, what they did this year, as opposed to a year ago, and here's the thing is I know I, I, I have people that coach it, friends of mine that coach at New Mexico. I know what they did. They went roster overhaul. They're actually going to be pretty good, I think, in the, in the Mountain West. I'm excited because they have some good dudes. They were much better um, than they were. But do, defensively, I was okay. I think it's very similar where they were last year. I didn't see a drastic improvement on defense. There's some – I mean, they got some – if you told me where their weakness was, it's not on offense this year. That tells you where they're at. Yeah. I, I I thought offensively they looked really good. Defensively, ah, I want to see it this. You know they got a big one this week. Yeah, but um, much improved. I think they're legit, and they got playmakers at receiver too. All right, Mississippi State versus Southeastern Louisiana. Um, very solid, very sound. They just, I I was very impressed with uh, 
uh, with Rodgers running the new offense. He looked very comfortable. They were very sound on what they did. They were very fundamentally sound. They ran good plays. They ran advantage plays. They were as solid as you can get, and they did what you're supposed to do versus those teams. They basically yeah. – the scoreboard wasn't there you know, early because it took them a quarter or so, but they methodically just leaned on them and did what they had to do and did not – they were solid. Kind of showed you their personality. Yeah, that's who they're going to be. Yeah. Solid, not make mistakes, control the ball, uh, defensively did really well, just assignment. I thought Mississippi State had a really good first week. All right, your favorite team, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Go Hogs. Woo pig. Um, I felt like I was in a time machine watching them on defense. Um, I went back about seven years. It feels like now they're they're a four down team, a true four down team. And so you haven't I haven't seen that in so long. It looks yeah. foreign. Because they were know? running that three man for a while. They are not, not they are not running more. They don't like it. They're running two thousand and twelve, even front, even an odd up front, um, over and under. So uh, two-backer structure, they're playing quarter-quarter halves, just the, running the gamut of the 4-3 uh, stuff. What did you think of them from a personnel standpoint defensively? Because they brought in a lot of new faces. I thought they were extremely solid. They were – they nothing that you were like, holy shit, but they were very – they were good. They, they did their job. They played hard. They played fast. I want to see them against some better talent, but they did not bust. They did not have a communication issue. They played hard. They played together, which is kind of what I was looking for. I will be interested to see them uh, go against more skilled players that can attack some things because they they really never got pushed in the back end, right? Um, but they did a really good job up front. I think they're – I think, again, on defense, was going to be fine. Here's where I'm – I'm going to write this off a little bit. I felt watching that game – that KJ Jefferson and both Rocket Sanders were pressing a little bit, trying to make too much happen, make make too much happen instead of just playing the game. Mm-hmm. Rocket Sanders, you know, hey, I got instead of just cramming in there. You're, look, we're beat. Let's cram in there for a one yard loss. He wants to run around backwards. He lost like eleven or twelve yards on a play runner. Like come, that's not you, dude. Right. Um, KJ really slow, like on his release and just no urgency to get the ball out of his hand on short stuff. Now he took his time on the deep balls and threw those well, but anything. That's what he's always done well is the deep balls. The under stuff, it's the under stuff that kills him. Yeah, I like to see a little bit more sense of urgency on that. Um, but I felt like they were pressing a little bit too much on things, forcing things early, trying to get stats. But they'll yeah. be fine. I mean, yeah. they will know they'll come to play. What'd you think of their receiver play? Uh, good. They got a lot of transfer guys in. Yeah. Think I don't think they got any. They don't have any Keywan Coleman's out there on the portal, but they have a lot of good players, SEC quality. Good players. Nothing that you're going to go, holy, they don't have Traylon Burks out there. But they got – Well, no, those guys are going to grow trees. They got guys. The question for Arkansas, in my opinion, because I think they're good up front. The question for Arkansas is going to be, can they get receivers that can create enough separation to take advantage of, of Jefferson's big arm? They did the other night. But, that, yeah. again, that, I want to see it against That's the better question. guys, right? That's the question with them. And uh, somebody just brought it up in the chat. Uh, Edward Grimes said, you know, they play BYU – but you may not know anything really about Texas A&M probably because BYU is not very good. No, they're going to beat Kent State, and they're going to beat BYU, and then it's going to come down. Their, their season always sort of hinges on that A&M game because it's so emotional to to them. Right, oh, 100%. It's, it's such a big circled game, and it's in that neutral site, and it's, it feels like something big and – they treat it really big, and when they win it, they're pretty dangerous. And when they lose it, they've got to recover. And the problem for them is that 
They get, I think they get LSU the week after. Maybe they get LSU the week before they go. I don't know. They get LSU and then A&M and Ole Miss, Alabama. They've got a four-game run that's going to be tough for them. All right, Georgia. Um, this is probably going to surprise you a little bit. Georgia and Alabama very similar. Eerily similar teams. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. Both of them, I think, are really good on defense. I know that's a shocker. Yeah, no, Georgia's defensively, they're so good personnel-wise. Offensively, I think Georgia is better at receiver than they've been. Okay. They got the tight end. We all know that. They're going to be tight end you. Yeah. Running backs, eh, I wasn't just – just okay. And quarterback's going to take – he missed some throws, right? I yeah, mean, sure. But they, they do what those teams do. This is literally – watching Alabama and Georgia – He probably had some butterflies rolling yeah. around in the stomach. Alabama and Georgia were so eerily similar to like – you feel like you're watching the 2011 version of Alabama where you got to be so perfect on offense just to make a successful play. They just wear you down. You have to be so perfect that you can't be. And then offensively, they just, eh, we'll score every once in a while. But, and then you look up and you're down 21, 31 points, right? They just lean on you so much. That's what Georgia and Alabama are very similar. Um, it's going to be a different type of Georgia team. I don't think they're going to be the – you know, last year they scored a lot of points and then were good on defense. I don't think that's the team. I think they're going to lean on you pretty good. All right, uh, Kentucky. Okay, kind of what I've expected. Um, I, this is another coach I think knew what the spread was. Uh, score was six seconds left to go to cover the spread. Yeah. Um, but just Okay. Uh, Larry missed some throws, made some throws. They were good on special teams. They did a lot of things on defense and special teams that scored and, and field position that you kind of took the ball out of the offensive's hands. Um, but, look, I, I think uh, they're going to be solid, man. I, I think with the East, the way the East is shaping up, they'll be fine. Uh, but just okay, kind of what I've expected. Nothing mm-hmm. nothing drastic. All right, Vandy played Alabama A&M. We're back. I'm, I'm sorry. It was five to three, almost at halftime. Okay, yeah. so I'm, I, I'm, they will not win an SEC game. No, they're 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 not good. The hope for people they're they're not getting a six, boss. No, um, they're not. I'm not. And I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and tell I'm you. I'm not sure they get to three. I'm I'm taking Wake Forest right now. Yeah, whatever it is, lay them. I don't even. I haven't watched Wake Forest. Okay, I don't have to. That's where I. Feel, that's how bad I feel. All right, Missouri. And this last one, and uh, we'll be done. Ah. Uh, I'm not – I lost a little bit on that one. Not great on either side of the line of scrimmage. Line of, like when you're watching South Dakota play Missouri and South Dakota is moving your D-line your D and they're moving your O-line, that's not a good recipe for a team that was 3-8 and eight in FCS. That's not, a, that's not a good recipe for success. Quarterback play was not very good. Running back was not very good. Um, I'm not I'm, – I'm, I'm probably down a notch on Missouri after okay. watching them. Week right. one. Week one early observations against a bad FCS team. Um, but they they have to improve. That's probably the biggest glaring. They have great skill players, but on the line of scrimmage on both sides were was average as grits. Quarterback play was average. Running back play was average. I mean, below average for an SEC team. Um, all in all, SEC little disappointed. Yeah, little disappointed. More than fair. Um, I mean, it's more than fair. Not a little disappointed. I I, I think. If you ask me after week one, and look, there's no bigger SEC homer on the planet than me, and I freely admit this, and this is what's different. Whether your other shows like, hey, yo, hope God's guys, we're gonna be doing good. Like SEC, I think is down, man. I, 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 I was not um, just shot in the ass. I saw many teams that I felt like 
Florida State, Florida State looked like an SEC team. Mm-hmm. That's what they're supposed to look like and play like. Yeah. Um, LSU is probably, if you ask me who's the best SEC team off of week one, I would say LSU off of one week, and they get beat. What does that tell you? Wow. I don't, that, I don't, I don't know if the, like, I think if Alabama or Georgia or anybody played Florida State last night, you would have had the same result. Florida State's legit. Here's the, here's the and good, I'm the biggest SEC homer. Here's the is. good part. I, I tell people this all the time, and, and I, I don't think it makes the best podcast. And I know fans on, on sites don't like it always. We're going to find out. These games are going to get played. I mean, they're going to play them. Everybody's going to play eight SEC games. And what I've seen so far, which is not anywhere close to what you've seen, is validation of what I've kind of thought all along, which is I don't think there's going to be any team in the West that's dominant enough to run it. And then I don't have Georgia's schedule memorized, but I don't know anybody's going to be able to score on them. The only people that – like, that's the thing is with Georgia's schedule, Tennessee's really the toughest game they have. With Georgia's schedule, the only thing they have to beat is the Athens Police Department. That's all they got to believe. <laughs> they beat the Athens Police Department, they'll be fine. Yeah, I just, you know. They have the – like, they can they can find it on offense. They can find it. Alabama can find it. I'm going to go back to my prediction, which is this. And I think this is my, this is my big season-long prediction. Auburn, Mississippi State, and Arkansas all are going to win a game against SEC West teams that nobody thinks they're going to win. Yeah. I mean, all three of them are going to win at least one game against SEC West teams that nobody thinks they're going to win. Because they're everybody's beatable. You know yes, what I mean? Like 100% everybody's beatable. If there's no scenario that you could throw at me outside of maybe a couple, like I don't, I don't think one of those teams could go to Tuscaloosa and win. But if you told me that one of those teams gets a team at home or on a neutral site and gets it done one time, totally buy it. In fact, I'll be surprised if they don't. Do I think Auburn's winning the SEC West? I don't. Absolutely not. No chance. Do I think Auburn's going to beat somebody that other people talk about? I do. Same for Arkansas. Same for Mississippi State. That's what I think. I just think it's it's super wide open. Um Michigan, really good. Like, I mean, I won't say this. Ohio State ain't that team. Their quarterback play was atrocious. Yeah, was atrocious. Now their defense really good. Yeah, really good. Yeah, of course. But they don't have the same quarterbacks that they've had there. And you got Marvin Harrison Jr., who is an absolute freak that nobody can get in the ball. Like, there's it's open. Somebody's getting in this year that that hasn't been in the past because it's open. Um, and then uh, last thing, we're getting out of here. Clemson tonight, Monday night game. Clemson is minus 12 and a half at Duke. All right, I was telling you this beforehand. I'm going to bet on it because there's nothing else to bet on tonight. And I, I made my way. I used my late night Saturday. I was getting my teeth kicked in on Saturday, Neil. So I, I was like, I was down, man. Little rough night. I decided to take a shot on my Coastal Carolina Chanteliers against UCLA. Took the points and they covered for me. And then you know what you know what game we missed? I'll tell you two games we missed in our pickums that both of me and you just didn't see. Rutgers was only get, getting six points at home versus Northwestern. How did we miss that? They just destroyed them. I got it Sunday. And yeah, then, I remember seeing that line. And I then just, Oregon State was only getting fourteen. That's at home. the one I'm mad at myself about. I, and we saw both of those teams right, play last year. Right. 
Now, granted, bowl games and all that stuff, but yeah, but I know it's what I, different, right? I know what I saw yeah. with Oregon State. That was a really good football. Well, game. they were trying to win the game. San Jose State was trying to win the game. But so Oregon it was a State kind of looked the part of a Big Ten team. They Oregon State looked good last year in that game. They were big. They were physical. Yeah. They were. They could run. Well, that's what they did with your boy DJ Ugalele. Yeah. <laughs> Is it you? I can't ever pronounce his name. You Ungalele. Uh, Ungalele or something. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. He's. He was solid. He wasn't great, but he was solid. His stats, stat line looks good, but he's same slow, you know, slow slow motion pitch guy. They'll do the thing where they just ask him to do the things he can do. And he did them very well. Yeah. And they dominated. So I got that one and then hit the uh, Florida State game last night. So I'm, I made a whopping $4.50 this weekend, Neil. Oh, awesome. I came back and made $4.50. Um, but anyway, Clemson's favored by 12 and a half at Duke tonight. I was today years old when I realized that I knew they were good, better last year. But Duke was nine and four last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, last year doesn't mean anything, but it should tell you a little bit about their culture and where they and where Elko, Mike Elko, the head coach, has taken them. In all four of their law, they never they did not get beat by more than one possession the entire season. They had a couple of three point losses and like a seven point loss. Um, so, I think just for shits and giggles, I'm going to take the Dukies plus twelve and a half tonight. Oh, and just see if they can keep the game at close at home. There'll be at least 600 people in the stands um, tonight, so I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Dukies plus 12 and a half tonight, just because they play close the whole year. All right, we will uh, be back tomorrow in some form. I don't know if we'll be live streaming or not. We got to get this thing fixed. It's driving me absolutely nutty, uh, but we'll we'll get a show to you. Be looking for it in uh, in the feed on Disrupt Media, also on uh, Spotify, on Apple at McCready and Siski. Please subscribe. It's free. It's a free subscription. It's totally free. It's going to cost you absolutely nothing. Make uh, sure all the Colorado fans subscribe too, so they can come back and give me shit this week. That'd be great. Be uh, awesome. Hit, Thanks for the haters. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the uh, notifications bell thing. And um, appreciate everyone being with us. Enjoy the rest of your Labor Day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. For Tyler, I'm Neil. Take care.